Welcome to Who Put This On, Episode 9, where we discuss Bar Rescue. And I'm Chris Lorenz, the host, and sitting to my left is... Harrison Hoffman. Sitting to his left is... James Rohal. Sitting to my right... Robert Kitts. And, uh, oh, I didn't come up with a Max thing. Um, we do need a Max thing. Uh, Ooh, he's in Tokyo, right? So there's got to be some sort of he's Tokyo. Maxilla. 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 Maxilla is not here this week. <laughs> uh, so filling in is... Uh, Brian Houston. Uh, welcome back. It's great to be back, Mr. Trebek. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what episode did we watch? Season four, episode three, I yes. think. Yeah, we watched whatever the latest episode is. It was, it was on, Hulu. on Hulu. Episode, it, was, it said season four, episode three. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the episode? Uh, Schmuck, Schmuck Dynasty. Schmuck Dynasty, yeah. It's yeah. pretty sure. good. Sure. We, uh, we haven't addressed Duck Dynasty on this show yet. Maybe at some point we'll have to get down to that one. No, it's, uh, there's, there's a million shows. <laughs> just, Chris uh, is, Chris is real lost. fired up for Duck Dynasty already. I'm, I'm real excited. That show that show's really bad. That's a terrible show. <laughs> I've, I've actually I mean, seen an episode yeah. of that one. There's really no we, shortage uh, of bad shows. We should go out and play like the Duck Dynasty like Big Buck Hunter video game like as a part of that one. What makes it... Duck, Duck Dynasty themed. It's just, it's the exact same game as Big Buck Hunter, except sometimes the characters from Duck Dynasty, like, introduce the rounds. Oh. It's great. Sometimes, <laughs> not all the time. Just sometimes. <laughs> all right. So this episode, they had three brothers, and they owned this bar, and it was a real hopping place. Should we, should, we, should we, should we talk about the show is first? Right. We're just going to get right into it. Are we it. skipping the right? intros now? <laughs> Uh, all right, Brian, you, or James, you want to go to the intro? Uh, Brian's got it. Brian's got it. All right, so the description from Hulu is, Bars mean money, but they also mean stress. John Taffer is a bar and nightclub owner who currently owns one of the most respected consulting firms in the industry. John will travel around the country employing his expertise to turn around struggling bars. They really dropped the ball on his other title in the nightclub hall of fame. <laughs> it's true. It's John true. Taffer, nightclub <laughs> hall of fame inductee. Wait, is he not the founder of the nightclub? All of no, no, no. He's just he's just in it. No, it's founded by two random people. Oh, there's there's just two people who made a website <laughs> called nightclubhalloffame.com, which is no longer around. Uh, and John Taffer's in it, and like it's in his like official bio and stuff. So I feel like he's proud of it, but mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. Where's this official bio? Uh, I think that it was like on John Taffer's website or something. Oh, okay. The, the uh, who else is in the nightclub hall of fame? Uh, Lil John's in the nightclub hall of fame. And I think like like Steve Wynn probably like like some people like that yeah. probably in that Hall of Fame. Yeah, is it wasn't the like premiere party holding out the win? So like obviously he's got a yeah I don't know <laughs> you gotta get the Steve Wynn in. Well, the so Nightclub Hall of Fame there. Facebook page just has like a promotional video for like Paris nightclub in Vegas. Yeah, it's a really long promotional video with a bunch of girls in bikinis dancing in the pool. No, which it was is nothing like Paris nightclub. No, it was. <laughs> I don't know what Paris nightclub is. But oh, I mean, it's. There I mean, is, there is a pool. It's a rooftop. It's under you know the mini uh, Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So I, it's yeah. That. So so I know the Paris Hotel. Is there? There's, there's a, a nightclub. There's a nightclub in that hotel. Yeah, yeah. So you go up. It's like you go to the second floor, whatever that building it, it's is. It's called Chateau. Chateau. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah Chateau. It's, uh, see, because I thought that that video was like from the like from the club at the Aria or something. I don't know. Oh no! But like, anyways. So anyway, th- there's there's a video on this Facebook page that is. So the thing you thought was the was the hype video for the club is actually the induction ceremony for the nightclub hall of fame, right? Which didn't show anything. Well, it was just some guy standing in front of like 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 a step and repeat, getting a plaque in like half second, then just girls in bikinis mostly, and butts. Yeah, mostly the same three girls in various bikinis in different locations in and around the Paris nightclub. That, that sounds pretty similar to the show, actually. <laughs> it's, it's various. Uh, faking shots of random things. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So, 
we got John Taffer, who's this kind of nightclub and bar expert. Um, and I was reading a little bit about him on Wikipedia when I saw this nightclub Hall of Fame thing. And uh, apparently, he's also credited with inventing NFL Sunday Ticket. That's like one of his. That's, that's like his big claim to fame is, is that he invented the concept of NFL Sunday Ticket, which is pretty cool. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? You invent watching all the games at once and, and paying no, shit tons he, of money for it? He 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 invented the concept of like making that a package that like bars can buy. Because he was working uh, for, like, for like the NFL or whoever at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So was that originally how that started? Then was that a bar thing only, and then it became consumer? yeah, I yeah. Bet, so, I like, bet so yeah, so, mm. so like it used to be you can like kind of only get it in a bar, and then there's like, like maybe people want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I do oh. enjoy Sunday Ticket, but I don't really enjoy paying so much for it. Yeah, that's a thing. No, for sure. But anyways, moving on. Yeah. So should we go over this episode, or we want to talk more about this terrible concept? Well, actually, the concept's pretty cool. Like, it, like seeing random bars and being like, hey, if you do this, it could be better. You know, mm-hmm. do these couple things to be better. But it, it turns into more of like, hey, you have this kind of dive bar. Let's turn you into a wine bar. Yep. And, like, we're not going to change any of the personnel. So, so what's really interesting is I've seen a bunch of this show, actually, um, and more so from, like, the first season. And what's really interesting is comparing that to what was season four run, right? Yeah. Uh, they made a lot more emphasis on like bar science is what they termed it in the first season. And they would actually like explain the reasonings and how he did the research and, you know, kind of all the ins and outs um, of how they came up with the suggestions. And that would just didn't happen in this episode. I feel like they've just moved on from that whole thing and just like we're just gonna have a bunch of stage drama. Well, people I don't, don't know. Like there was still there's still some like bar right. science kind of stuff. But they didn't really go in deep. Like if you watch like the first couple of episodes of the show, like they, they actually like explain like the height of bar stools and like why you need certain types of glasses and like you know what your target demographic is and you should do this research and like figure out all these things. And it just kind of fast-tracked all of this stuff. And it was just kind of like, all right, we're just going to show the bar and a bunch of crazy stuff's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely the most interesting part of the show is when they kind of have this yeah. real-world sort of yeah. bar. No, not the drama. Like, the yeah. bar science stuff is oh, the most interesting yeah. part of the show. Okay. Don't don't jump. Don't judge yeah, me yeah, yeah. yet. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Harrison would enjoy the other part more than <laughs> no, the No, the uh, bar science stuff is way better. Like, it's... I mean, and, like, they kind of that in this episode. There's like, hey, you know, you're in Staten Island and, like... Uh, like all like perceived value. Yeah, like all the houses are like worth more than six hundred thousand dollars, and some are more than like one point five million. So there's like you got to have a classy establishment to, to to get these people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're a dive bar, you can't just take the same people making a wine bar. Yeah, so that's kind of like the common thing theme with a bunch of these episodes is like they take people who are running a. a particular kind of establishment that they in, that they wanted and intended to run and then turn their business into something totally different they don't know anything about and probably don't know how to run at all uh well they didn't really know how to run their current business anyway i guess that's true whoa, yeah. whoa. i feel like if it did turn into a biker bar they could probably have like known how to like run like a just like a dive rock bar so i don't know if it wasn't a biker bar they could deal with it yeah okay they get like the the bikers just came in and was like, I can bench you all four of you at once. So get let me in that kitchen. I'm gonna make some chicken nuggets right now. And yeah, those, like they just don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, those guys were in desperate need of some security in that bar. They just didn't have any. Yeah, right. I feel I feel like with this show in particular, there's about three phases of the show. There's the initial like you know reconnaissance phase where there's like these like hidden cameras and they always show the same cut of these supposed hidden cameras and they're like giant 
like trash can size yeah. hidden cameras in the ceiling where like clearly those weren't there before. There's there's pretty much no way that they can do that surveillance without the people who run the bar knowing. And, the, right. and like 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 it's kind of set up like we're gonna do this secret surveillance. We're gonna send some, like some mystery customers and do this thing. But then like yeah, so then there like there's some of those kind of quote unquote security camera shots. But then there's also like. Shots from people just in the bar with like an over the shoulder kind of camera too. <laughs> yeah, like and, and yeah. then like you know it kind of just transitions to the okay how are we gonna fix the bar and then there's kind of the wrap up of you know here's here's the bar and it's kind of potential kind of working and there's a six month or six week later kind of thing and that's so, essentially the whole kind so of so you show said there's opinion. three phases yeah. kind of like three acts kind of sure. like that. it's kind of like a three act thing sure there's like a beginning middle and end there really is. to this show yeah yeah. Like, can you explain more of the middle? I feel like you didn't do a good job <laughs> of explaining the middle. Uh, maybe we should talk about the specifics of this episode a little bit. No, we got to talk about more about... We get a, I mean, the show's I pretty formulaic. It's, I don't know. I feel like after you've seen two episodes, they're all essentially the same. Well, it's all about John Taffer getting mad because yeah. there's ice in the chicken nuggets. Yeah, so he finds all the flaws and, like, all the things that are, like, causing the bad. And most of them are usually, like, sterile reasons or, like, you know, health code violations food like just general bad things you don't want to have happen at a bar or restaurant or you know any sort of establishment some sort of yellow ice and uh, right ice. then there's usually john taffer coming in real hot yelling at a bunch of people trying and then they create some sort of drama with the people on the show and then they usually go into some sort of like little backstory and then you know just kind of goes into okay here's how we're gonna fix the bar and then somehow they construct an entirely new inside of a bar in like, in like two days, days. yeah, yeah. Like which must hour. be insane. Yeah, I so, mean they obviously come up with a whole crew and they pay for it or whatever. No, but. it's still super fast even if you have a whole crew. That's, yeah, I don't know. You don't think so? Oh no, no, no. I mean, like, I, I feel like I they just, must have done yeah. like a really shitty job on a lot of that stuff, and like and like it kind of looks good on camera, but like if you really get into it, it's probably not that good, it's, you know. So yeah. James, can you write an episode of this for us? Could you like? Yeah, I mean, you just get a bunch of fake actors and you're like, all right, here's your bar. Here's a piece of shit. We're just going to put a bunch of gross stuff everywhere, and John Taffer's going to come and yell at you for a while, and then we're going to clean it up, and then we're going to invite all these people here and show why you can't run it. So I actually don't think that the producers are putting the gross stuff in the bar. Like yeah, I think that that's true. just how the bar is. Right. In some uh, cases. They, they could be planning some things, I feel. I, I don't know. Like, it just seems kind of unnecessary. Like, there's enough gross fucking bars. Like, why do you even need to do that? Yeah. Uh, why do you need to put a raccoon in the bar? <laughs> there's, yeah. yeah. That's a great that, question. That seemed pretty staged to me. Yeah, the yeah the rac- the raccoon clip. Do we got to be clear that that's not in this episode? Yeah, that's not in this episode. Yeah, we're not discuss- All right, so do you want to go over this particular episode? Yeah, we should. So essentially, there's this bar in Staten Island. Um, these guys bought this bar from someone for like fifty thousand bucks, and it was going great. They were like killing it, doing really good business, making a lot of money. Making rhythm and blues. R- rhythm and blues, making like eighty thousand dollars a month, like doing a really really good job. And then all of a sudden. Some biker gang, which <laughs> did anyone notice what the name of the biker gang was? Maybe what the biker gang was? They called him. They were the Staten Islands. Like that's God. the worst fucking biker gang <laughs> name I've ever heard. Like at risk of the Staten Island biker gang coming to murder yeah. me. Like that's a horrible name for their biker gang. Uh, Harrison's obviously. calling out the Staten Islands <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, uh, if Harrison. anyone from the Staten Islands is listening, they're coming. They're coming right for you. They're starting right now. That's true. I mean, that was your Come first me, bro. cue that it was staged activities happening on the show. So you think that the biker gang is fake? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think that they're fake. Yep. I don't think that's the case. There's a lot of things in this show that were fake in this episode. So, See, I would agree with you if they showed up at the end, which they did not do. Yeah. Well, like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, if it was really fake, 
at the end, like to prove that they are now like the masters of their own bar. When one of us coming in, one of the brothers would have stepped up and just fucking thrown him out of the bar, making like, and never come back. <laughs> and, like then yeah. it would have been. That's, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened if that was all. But stupid. maybe right. the point is now that they've rebranded the bar. The bikers don't even want to go there anymore because they're going True. for the the higher clientele now. The perceived uh, what was the word they kept using? Per- perceived, perceived value. value. Perceived value. Yeah, the bikers don't have the perceived value on the bar <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. So John Tavard is watching this bar, and he has a big deal about the bartender using the top glass. Yeah, like that's to shake the drink because if she drops it, glass shatters everywhere. And then she used it to strain the drink, well, which was set down somewhere. So well, it was real unsanitary. Yeah. Well, she also flipped. So she was like shaking with her hand on top of the glass. Then she flipped the glass over and kind of put it in the drink to strain it, which like was contaminating the drink. No. Yeah. 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 But, but like to be fair, like bartenders like will like squeeze like a lime in your drink with their hand all the time. So like I mean like there's there's some level of unsanitary bar stuff going on right right but yeah you, you have to hope that their hands are clean you gotta hope know, but, but like they're, they're, there's a lot of hope but like there. they're making drinks they're handling money they're making drinks like they're not washing their hands after they touch money every time I think the bigger concern yeah. with the glass was that the bar was the glass was just sitting on the bar yeah and or, that's extremely glur- or gross. in the cooler with yellow ice yeah also that yeah 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 and then he also had a big deal about the kitchen. Well, the kitchen was a real shit show. Because yeah. the bikers, whether they be real or not, were going into the kitchen and making their own food and touching the food and leaving it in the freezer to be freezer burned. Yeah, the biker just it's walked just, in there and started grilling some burgers up. It seems like such a huge liability to have just random people. Like, they're using the fucking deep fryer and stuff. Like, that seems so they dangerous. Had a, they had a high flame on those burgers, too. Like, oh, yeah. They were, they were doing a lot of risky maneuvers. And, like... Like, the poor just cook in this kitchen is like, I don't know what to do. There's, like, all these bikers in this kitchen. I can't make my pizzas the wrong way. Like, yeah, I don't... Pablo <laughs> did not know how to make pizza. Pablo was all. doing cheese first and then sauce. Oh. Well, 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 according to somebody that I've read on the internet comment to help, said that that's, like, a thing that you can do in, like, Ocean City, New Jersey or something. So, like... I don't know. It sounds like wait, a wait, terrible wait. pizza. So, where's Max? We need him. Apparently, this is a New Jersey style. New oh, Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we know why it's shit because it's from New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, man. Shots oh, fired. Man. Maxzilla is going to come after you. Bring it on. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is going to take on Maxzilla <laughs> fresh out of Tokyo when he gets back. <laughs> where's Mothra when you need him? Yeah. I think you're Mothra in this yeah. situation. Oh, shit. <laughs> Brythra? All right, where, Brythra. You are, Brythra where's the nearest nuclear Brythra. power plant? Oh, man. Oh, no. Uh, there's probably one. Nuclear? Uh, I don't know. No. There's, All right. well, there's, there's probably a nuke around. I, I can go hit that up. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, there's probably some nuclear power plants around us. No, Maybe. No. I think, I, I think they're mostly hydro here. Right? I, yeah, I Washington's like pretty old. big on hydro. Yeah. So I feel like those old Godzilla movies like really don't hold up at all. Like, have you seen any of them? <laughs> They're great. They're horrible. Well, not like the new like remakes with like Matthew whatever. His no, face like is or... Matthew Brajdan was yeah. really terrible. Yeah. But like, yeah, like 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 the old black and white ones from Japan with all the dubbing. They're, they're, like they're those, funny. those pre- super don't hold up at all. Funny. Oh, it's great. They're okay. hilariously bad. Okay, all right, all right. John Taffer also. <laughs> so who do you think would win in a fight, John Taffer or Godzilla? How about John Taffer Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla? Oh shit! What if Godzilla owned a bar? Oh man, <laughs> dude, that would be an interesting the- bar. Godzilla themed bar. So who are the customers? Are they just regular people, or are they other Godzilla type creatures? Well, you got to figure out what the perceived value. <laughs> the perceived value is that 
he can like make fucking creme brulee with his breath, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I would oh. go to that bar. Oh man, all flaming, flaming shots, flaming shots, all flaming so shots. Many, so many yeah, flaming shots. It's, a, it's a shot bar. Does John Taffer approve of flaming Dr. Peppers? Um, I'm sure that John Taffer does not approve of flaming shots because they're illegal uh, in the U.S. I don't know about that actually. I'm pretty sure on the show there was an episode where they did like a flamed like drink that like it wasn't on fire, but they like put some you know liquids in a cup and then they toasted the top of it. No, or yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that's called. That's called illegal in the U.S. Yeah, they are. No, because flaming like, shots. You cannot serve flaming shots in, in the U.S. That serves like a lot of those specialty drinks, right? You can't. I serve, know, I haven't been there. there. You can't serve flaming shots in the U.S. I'm. It's I so mean, fucking I were, dangerous. I mean, I was in Spain and yeah. I went to a flaming shot bar. Right. I've definitely and been, they said that there's one in New York City that's that's based off of the I mean, one that we are like the one in Spain. I mean, because I've definitely been to places in Europe where they do it, but I, you know, I don't think it's legal in the U.S. I don't know. All right. Do we have a resident lawyer with us yet? <laughs> Not yet. Damn it. You text one of these it. days. We're working on it. So John Taffert sends his, <laughs> the chef in to make his own pizza. So he just walks into the back, makes his own pizza. Without telling the yeah. owners, yeah. yeah. Just like the just bikers. Just in. Just like the bikers. There was no bikers in the, the kitchen, though, at the time. I feel like that guy was way overdressed for everyone else in that bar. Like, I feel like he stuck out. He stuck out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a dive bar. Yeah. With so he just walks in and goes, it? what's up, Pablo? <laughs> I'm going to make a pizza. <laughs> Here's how you put the sauce first, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's like, ever eating a pizza? Like, why would he put the sauce on top of the cheese? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, Pablo did say he never had any formal training. No, that's what they said. That, that was clear, I think, from his pizza-making <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Do you need formal training to make a goddamn pizza? Wait, Seriously? maybe he had it's formal New, New Jersey training. Remember? Yeah, it's, we, it's unclear it's, if this was an incorrect pizza or just a different style. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. But according to Bar Rescue, he just didn't know how to make pizza. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to agree with that. Then John Tavard, does, he doesn't really go in and yell at them. Yeah, so, so generally in the show... He's kind of sitting in his SUV outside looking at this surveillance footage, quote-unquote. And at some point, he just gets pissed and just storms into the bar really hot and starts yelling at everyone. And this one, he was a lot more calm when he came in. He just kind of came in, and then, like, like he started becoming, he's like, hey, guys, I'm John Taffer. Your shit's fucked up. And then he kind of started to escalate a little bit, but... Uh, he forces them to kick everyone out of the bar. Yeah, for sure. In well, five gives, minutes. He gives them an arbitrary five-minute time limit. And the show makes a real big deal when it takes them six minutes. There's a timer. Six minutes is pretty fast. Like, when he says five minutes, oh, man, this is going to take, like, a half hour. Right. It was, like, six minutes. People were like, literally in the bar eating, drinking, like, carrying on, playing pool. And it was, like, get everyone out in five minutes. Yeah, and they had to, like, like set up all their checks. And, like, the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. if you got an open check, I don't that's, oh, my God. Somebody, somebody just shoot at that. I anyway, thought it was pretty great. Again, more reasons to think the show is staged. I also felt like people were having fun in the bar. Like they, like it didn't seem like a, you know, I mean, it seemed like a pretty good biker bar. There were there were a lot of people in the bar. Like I don't know if the bikers were just stealing from the bar. They were just pouring themselves pitchers and yeah. going, "I got this." Right. So like, I feel like if you could figure out how to charge the bikers, you kind of already got a pretty big clientele there. Yeah. Yeah, but you are already getting run over by them. Like they don't respect you at all. Sure, I mean you just got you gotta get some security. You gotta, you gotta get a rival biker gang. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> to that, run security oh, for no. you. No, but, that's like a, not what you. Like, do. Note to self: never let like, Harrison run a bar. Some kind, like some kind of a Hell's Angels situation in there, maybe. <laughs> you just pull a marine with his like body armor and like standing right next to like 
the kitchen bar area. Like we're bringing armed forces there. into this thing now. It's yeah. <laughs> what you need. Like bringing another rival biker gang is not what you want. I, I, I don't think what you fights. want is a you know military versus biker bar battle in your bar. I don't think that's what you want. No, it's just one marine. I'm not saying you bring the marines. <laughs> So you just want one yeah. to beat up all these bikers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what? There's so many problems with that. Okay, what are the problems with that? Oh, my God. I can't even. You can't even you can't, have can't, one problem? One, no one. James, if you believe in yourself, you can even. Can't even what? You can even. So you're telling me <laughs> you're just going to go out, find a random Marine, and be like, yo... We got this biker bar problem. What do you want? You want to go hire like eight bodyguards? The only thing it's all about perceived value. Yeah, (laughs) they're also not allowed to beat people up. (laughs) No, they're ex-marine, not like a current marine. It's the same thing as hiring any kind of private security. He just happens to be have been a marine. It's not any different. (laughs) It's all about perceived value, James. Oh my god. Okay, sure. It's like it's like it's like perceived badassery. Yeah, yeah. Why don't like, you just get a couple like of hitmen gonna... and just you know start beating people out? I don't think they yeah, want to kill anyone. Then, I don't why know what, you why not? Money. You guys, you guys are out of your mind. You need their money. Like you, I mean, just killing people, you're not getting any of their money. But they, they don't so want the wanna, biker gang. You want to like break their kneecaps is what you want to do. Send them a message. Yeah. <laughs> send them a message. So they can't be Jesus. walking over them. Anymore. Remind me never to piss Chris off because yeah. he's going to go real mafia on you. <laughs> that might also be the most cost effective solution. You don't have to keep like having the security guard around. They're just permanently done. Yeah. Well, you can't just go around busting kneecaps. <laughs> crazy people. No, that it would be cheaper. Like you bust a couple <laughs> kneecaps, then you don't need to have security anymore because they're already scared of you. So it's it's a it's a cost benefit. It's thing. It's a cost yeah. benefit analysis, really. Oh my god. So I don't really know that much about biker gangs, but I get the impression that biker gangs don't have to pay for things a lot in bars. Like they just kind of roll in and take over. And just kind of start pouring themselves beers but, like they did in this see, situation, right? One benefit of that, though, is that free security. Because no one's going to fuck with that bar. Yeah, but yeah, no one's going to fuck with. Will. No yeah, one's going to bi- go the in The 50 bar. bikers right. hanging out are just, you know, destroying everything. <laughs> Shooting fireworks off in the bar was one of the examples, which, again, I really high believe was staged. <laughs> like, who just randomly does that? Just, like, lights off a firecracker and just throws it behind the bar. I mean, that didn't seem outside of the realm of possibility to me. <laughs> I guess I guess I don't know a lot of bikers. So I don't know if that's a biker thing where people do that. But, uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> it's not. It's not. If I, I've been I've been to a decent if, number of biker bars, and none of them were nearly as bad as that. Did anything... you go into any of the kitchens in these biker bars? No, that's because you don't go into the kitchen when you don't work there. <laughs> if you're a biker, though, no. I mean, I'm not a biker. But... Should we? No. Start our no. own biker gang. No. <laughs> <laughs> like like bicycle gang. We could do that. Is this a plot TV? What about a Hot Wheels gang? Or not a Hot Wheels, a uh, Big Wheel. That's the word. That's the big, one big Wheel for. gang? Big yeah, wheel maybe. Gang. Is this just a plot to take over a bar that we try to go to and not pay for drinks? Is yeah. that the whole end game? Yeah, it'll be great. We, we, can, we can have our own biker gang. We can call ourselves <laughs> the Seattles. <laughs> and then we can just go get free drinks in a bar. It'll be amazing. Okay. I see no flaws in that plan. Let's go. All right. I don't know about this. I'm going to get the jackets made for next week. Yeah. We'll be good to go. All right. So after John Taver goes in and yells at these people, he gives them some tips, and then they go through a stress test, which is them using these new tips to not be like a jackass and be able to be able to run their bar like a normal person, aka not let the bikers get free shit. 
and it's it's actually a little bit weird in this case because this bar already has like a lot of people coming through. Like usually in the show, their bar is just fucking empty. There's no one in it, and then there's like we're gonna bring a shit ton of people in here and see how you perform with a lot of people in here. But like it kind of just went the same as it was going before, you know? Yeah. Well, the one dude uh, brother couldn't find where the food was going to. Yep, that was a problem. Uh, I think we gotta talk with Stu a little bit. Stu, Stu was an interesting character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stu had this huge beard at the first part. And in the stress test part, he told him he had to come in, look like he was ready, you know, to handle shit, which I felt the beard already did that. But then he came with a shaved head and, like, a trend beard. I feel like he just should have shaved the head and left the beard because it's a real, you know, solid biker look. John Taffert was like, you shaved that beard. Yeah. It's so, like the fact that he still had some beard was already, like, pushing the boundaries. For sure. sure. I was like, uh-oh, he's not clean-shaved and John Taffert's going to get on him. Though John oh. Taffert liked that beard look. He was like, now he looks like a guy who owns a bar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which I don't really know he does because he, like, lives oh. under the bar. Was that... Well, he was technically homeless, is how he would describe himself. And uh, his, his dream in life was to own a studio apartment. Like, was it to yeah. own a studio apartment or just to live in Just a to live in his, in his just, own. Just to have. It, it, was his, it had to be his studio apartment. So, like, he rented it. Right. I right. guess he could have rented he just, it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, his dream real high. So, there were some amazing exchanges between... Stu and John Taffer. <laughs> they really They're were. just barking back and forth at each other. Like, it's like, like, hey, are you going to improve yourself? Make this more better? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my apartment. I'm going to shave this beer. He's just like, like, Stu was episode. really fired up about the thought that he was going to make something of his life. Yeah. And and so every time John Taffer's like, how do I know you're going to do this? Stu's just like, takes it to another level. It's just like, you have no idea how much I believe in this. It was, it was crazy. And he was fired up. At some point, uh, to prove how committed he was, he threw out the couch that he sleeps on in the basement, which seemed very short-sighted. <laughs> um, Certainly did. I'm I sure really want to know where that guy slept that night. On the floor, because his the, couch... The he he probably went and grabbed the couch from the alley and brought it back you, in. You mean the hotel room that the show probably provided for him? <laughs> for, that, what, a couple of the days? I mean, you know... Just for that night. They're like, here's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to throw out your couch you sleep on, and then we're going to give you a hotel room for the next two nights until you, like, figure out which brother's house you're going to sleep at or something. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this out there that he just went back to his regular apartment where he was an actor... Not on this show. There's no I, way that guy was an actor. I, I searched his name on IMDb and didn't find it. So Right, that means he's an actor. Because <laughs> he's using a fake name. Could have been using show. a fake name. Yeah, you wouldn't use your real name. I don't know. He <laughs> was very different from the other two brothers. It just, well, the like, other two brothers were twins, and he was right. not a twin. But I mean, That doesn't mean he's not their brother. I, no, for That's sure. That's true. <laughs> but, are you sure about that? I don't, but if my, I don't know. If my brother was homeless, I'd offer him like... You know, a spot on, like, my couch, not, like, some random couch in the alleyway. You need to give him some tough love at some point. He's got to get his life together. Instead of offering him to sleep in your, on your couch, you just make him the manager of your bar, and that'll solve all the problems. <laughs> yeah, and not pay him enough to live in a studio apartment. No. Because that bar is hemorrhaging money. They're da- right. they're, they were losing 7 or 8K a month. There's $700,000 in debt from this bar. Right. Yeah, but, like, leading up to this point, how long has he been home? Two years. He said two years. And then he laughed. Two years. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, I wouldn't be that happy about that. Anyways. So for two years, this guy never went to his brothers and said, hey, 
I don't really have an apartment right now. He was you sleeping think, in the bar. <laughs> so <laughs> do you think I could like you know get paid or something? Like, can we get like this bar enough so I can get you know a studio apartment? Oh well, like, I think that what happened is they made him one of the owners, right? So you get, so he has like a stake in it, right? Yeah, he has a stake in it. So there's. Not paying him for all his time. Well, so when you're fucking hemorrhaging money and you're an owner, no, you, you, don't, you don't take a salary, right? Because you don't have any money to take the salary from. All your money is it's, in the it's bar. It's a business expense. Is this like an old internet startup where there's paying him in worthless stock? Yeah, it's just, just yeah, have another 5% equity. You're good. Uh, it's real, <laughs> It'll be worth something someday. Yeah. All right. Uh, so during the stress test, the, the bikers come back. And, you know, they try to kick him out. They won't leave. Uh, so then John Taffer makes him kick everyone out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that yep. pretty much ends the stress test. Now, I totally thought that one brother was going to get hit by one of those bikers. And, like, was, I was literally praying for a fight. No. Literally? Literally. Like, I didn't see you here on your knees. Like, I mean, it was in my head. Like, I mean, you can pray in different ways, right? Yeah. 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 But... <laughs> I was I was I, I, was, I want to see I was you praying, praying the next time. I was praying to John Taffer that there's gonna be a fight in this bar. Uh, He's who I pray man. to. I think you're worshiping false idols there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Here's my favorite part about John Taffer. Like when he gets worked up, it like like, like especially in kind of the one-on-one like videos of like, him with the camera like the interviews he gets really worked up and like his eyes start to bug out and it looks like he's gonna have a heart attack oh, like yeah. every time he starts yelling like this guy's about to die right now yeah oh man certainly does it's uh yeah thanks for your comment chris <laughs> <laughs> i mean john I topper pre- has some issues on this show and i believe also in some real life issues as well uh, as I've been led to believe. Yeah, we've heard he has some anger management issues. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised not, after not seeing this show. Not shocking at all. It's just John Taffer just yelling at people for a little bit. And, you know, the bar has some problems. And then, you know, I don't know. Majority of the bars don't work out in the end. <laughs> so I hate to ruin that one for you. But most of these don't work out. I want some kind of a John Taffer versus Gordon Ramsay show where they both just yelling like the entire show. Like sort of like Hell's Kitchen, Team A versus Team B who can, like, do the... Make the best bar uh, kitchen so maybe, nightmare. So, so maybe it's kind of like the voice, where like they're each like people who have like a team yeah, kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that would be great. The world has enough John Taffer. He, he's he's fine. We don't need any more. To be honest, are you sure he doesn't yeah. need to be like Gordon Ramsay and have eight different TV shows? No, he really you mean, he takes really he's like literally on Fox every night. Like Fox is basically the Gordon Ramsay channel, and like they just put aside an hour for something else once a week. He like also has like some British shows too. Like I was, oh, yeah. I was watching one on Netflix. Like he has some ones from. I mean, they're all they all come from like his British shows. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. I guess but I don't know much about Gordon Ramsay British shows. And they came anyway. <laughs> after the stress test, uh, John Taffer made over this bar and turned it into a bar called Fifth and Vine. Yep. And bought this really expensive wine thing. Wine dispenser. Wine dispenser. Yep. That keeps the wine at the right temperature and and pressurized with nitrogen so that it uh, no oxygen actually enters the bottle so it doesn't age the no, it doesn't age. spoil, spoil like, it's wine. still aging like it would be in the bottle it's just not spoiling right uh, so every drop that comes out is pure profit, profit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they also got some new stools 
that are lighter lighter. than the last ones, but look sturdier. Yep. Perceived value. I mean, like to say. I mean, like I know you're ripping on the perceived value thing a lot, but that's actually that's actually a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but. Like every other episode, he's never mentioned perceived value. So this is the perceived value episode. Yeah, I mean that, yeah. that's really I mean, the they point. They're just really focusing on that word, but they that is definitely a trend in the other episodes I've seen at least. Um, you know, they they definitely go in and be like, okay, you need bar stools at a certain height with a certain shape. You need to feel a certain way, like etc. This one, he just went on about the weight and kind of gave the car analogy. Yeah, um, which he, is he would just said perceived value, not For like sure. it should be at this height because people that drink wine like yep. it to be this height so that they are next to their glasses or. Well, I mean, like like his his point around you know, hey, if I have like some scotch and I put it in this plastic cup, like I can on this shitty bar on this shitty stool, like I can you know only charge a certain amount. But when I put it like 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 in a nice glass. A nice bar with nice stools, like you can charge, you know, however much more, and that's totally true. Yep. You know, if like a model was the bartender, sure, you could also charge more. It's fine. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a a classic thing where it's like you see like some random painting like on James's wall here, and then you see that same painting in like like the MoMA, and it's like you you know it's like the the value is a lot different, right? So. What are you saying about my walls here? They're not very good for paintings. <laughs> you have I'm low perceived value. I yes, apparently I have low perceived value <laughs> in my apartment walls. <laughs> I'm saying that the, in terms of art, sure, uh, fair. compared to the MoMA, potentially, yeah, fair. Yeah. You know. So, Chris, are you advocating John Taffer should have had them fire all their employees and get new employees? I'm just saying, turning into a dive bar into a wine bar takes more than just changing the aesthetics. Like you have yeah. to like. That's definitely a trend with this show. <laughs> you can't just take your shitty dive bar bartender and put them into a wine bar. That's just not a thing you can do. Like, she has to, they have to dress better. They have to wear better makeup. They have to do, like, you have to give them a, them a makeover, too, which doesn't happen. Sure. Well, they were definitely dressed better. Well, I do yeah. feel like it is easier to serve wine, though. Like, you have to know more things. But essentially, you're just, you know, especially when you have that wine dispenser, you're just, you know, wine on tap. You're good to go. Yeah. It's real easy. Well, I guess the good thing in this one is they didn't try to overcomplicate the bartending part of it because, like, oh, yeah. usually in the show, they like bring in like like a mixologist and they're just like, "Hey, we're going to teach you how to make some crazy craft cocktails," and the bartenders are not capable of making them because they're really complicated. They only had the one craft cocktail. This time. Yeah, yeah. And, and like it was a pretty easy one to make, but like there was one I saw where like they like the entire bar was like is like like smoke themed. It was like it's like you know barbecue and all this stuff, and like they gave the bartender this machine that like burnt like wood chips and like like oh, like, no. like dispense smoke to like put into the drinks I'm like no. what i don't understand like that's so complicated for this for these people it's, it's unnecessary ve- it's very complicated it's very elaborate drink and like oh my god it's just there's so many issues with that that i have it's like hey just teaches people how to be good competent bartenders and get right. drinks out quickly like you don't have to get crazy especially a lot of these bars i feel like you just teach these guys the basic drinks and you're gonna be yeah. good to go or you have to say or, like, or you have to say, hey, we're firing these bartenders and hiring like good bartenders or right. like mixologists or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the kitchen here this week, though, like there's no way that guy is being able to make like some of the dishes that we saw. Yeah. Like he's just like. So they basically redid the menu and they what, introduced flatbreads and then I think three different appetizers. It was like uh, calamari was there. Big thing. Uh, I didn't see what the other things were. Yeah. So, so I, I, what I've seen in the show, they, they basically will give them like a pretty small menu to focus on. They'll put like three or four dishes and be like, okay, here's what you're making. This is yeah. it. Um, to try to ease it. But again, yeah, they don't really. They, they kind of go over it once with the guy. Here's how you make this hamburger or whatever, right? And then the guy just has to do that forever now. 
Um, at least with this one, it was just like, okay, you put some bread down, you pop these things on it, put it in the oven, oh, yeah. go. Flatbread, super easy. Right. Yeah, and then the fried calamari was also just like, okay, cornmeal, and throw the calamari in there, and good to go. Yep. They were really excited about the pizza oven in that kitchen. Apparently, it was a legit pizza oven in that kitchen. Yep. Yeah, like, I think pizza ovens are pretty expensive, so like a lot of times bars don't really have good ones. Um, that's what John Taffer was saying, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting John Taffer, yeah. <laughs> there was a bar on this show... That I think was making frozen pizzas and hamburgers, literally in a microwave, you know, and serving it up. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that, that was the thing that happened. That's okay. So yeah. this is a big step up. They actually had legitimate equipment. Yeah, but I think the only thing they didn't have was a freezer that was like a com- or like a consumer grade freezer. Or yeah, some shit. yeah, they made them throw that other freezer out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think they probably got them a new one. But we didn't the, really see. We that. never saw if they got a new freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just we uh, they, they saw the, over that. We uh, saw the dude scooping ice out of that big ice thing, but we didn't see a new freezer. That's I true. Don't know. Yeah, usually that's kind of a big thing of the show. Like they'll show like the new kitchen and like everything's clean and blah blah blah. Yeah, we they didn't really see the kitchen. They ran out of time, and they decided they were not to focused film on it. The, the wine dispenser. I guess it was too yeah. much work to get the the, fr- the front of the house done in two days. They couldn't get to the kitchen. I guarantee that's what happened. Oh, for sure. Uh, there was too much homeless action in this episode. We had to talk about the. It really was. <laughs> Stu definitely took up a lot of time in the show to t- talk about his different things he's excited about. What do we think about the name Fifth and Vine? Because it's Terrible. not at the corner of Fifth and Vine. <laughs> so fucking confusing. <laughs> well, it's the Fifth Borough, though. It's the Fifth Borough. <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, this is a great name. You know, it must be at the corner of Fifth and Vine. No. Not at all. It's the Fifth Borough, and they serve wine, which the grapes grow on vines. So, so I guess Vine Vine calls back to wine, and Vine sounds classy. That was, does. <laughs> that was the description yeah. of why it's a great name. Yeah, yeah, I don't really understand that name at all. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the thing is that now, you know, John Taffer has just named these people's bars, so they have to live with it now. Like, even if they don't like the name, it's kind of hard to change it at Wait, this there's point. There's signs everywhere yeah. and, like, things. Stu was real fired up about that name, though. Oh. He could not have been more excited. So can we talk for a second about, like, the big reveal of yes. the outside of the bar? So, it, like, they, they kind of remodel this bar, and they have the entire staff of the bar standing on the street, like, facing the road, so they can't see the bar. And they're just like, all right, everyone, turn around and see your new bar. And then they turn around and start freaking out. Like, how are they able to line up on the sidewalk without seeing the outside of the bar? Like, (laughs) did they blindfold them? If they did, they should have shown that because that would have been better TV. I'm sure if they were blindfolded, we would have seen them blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing was really staged? No. I mean, there's no doubt that they... they, (laughs) James is just shaking his head. I think this scene was more than any other scene, the scene that makes the show look staged. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense <laughs> why they would just be standing and not having seen the building behind them. So, like, so like at least on something like Extreme Home Makeover, they have the big bus and they say, move that bus, and then they see the house, right? <laughs> but in this, they're just standing in front of the bar. Yeah. I, I mean, the bus thing also... It's also the, a little bit dubious. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. dubious there. But, uh... You're gonna I, be like, dubious about this. Like, like, having, like, had some insight into some of this kind of stuff, like... When they when they film those reaction shots, they do multiple takes of that. It's so like they'll do it and have like free guys like okay guys like that was good but like, like more energy like like seem like you're more excited this time. Then like they'll turn around and shoot again kind of thing. Yeah, so it's not supernatural. Shocking. Shocking. I know. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think they should they should have done that with the fireworks too? Like I feel like there was not a lot of shock going along with when the fireworks went off. Yeah. In the bar. John Taffert was shocked. 
Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's in that car. Like, ah! <laughs> John Taffer has the greatest reactions ever. It's like his, oh my god, just everything about he just that guy. Out constantly. I, I like when his eyes bulge. It's yeah. it's, it's so, awesome. So, was anybody else surprised in the show? Because, like, you know, in the first ten minutes, you're like, okay, there's gonna be a shit ton of drama. There's gonna be some biker fights. There's gonna be some crazy happens. And then, I, you know, we got to the end. I'm like, I guess that's the end. There wasn't actually a lot of drama, but then they also didn't really go through. Like, they didn't talk about the kitchen. They didn't talk about the new bar stuff all that much. Like, everything felt kind of rushed this, uh, to me. And I'm like, what actually was the drama in that show? This was a pretty poor episode. There was like, yeah. I agree with you. Nothing really happened. Right. Like, they just turned a dive bar into a wine bar, right? and that was it. Which is kind of why I think that a lot of this stuff might not be staged, because if you were going to stage it, you would make it more interesting, right? Well, Fair. they did add fireworks. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I feel like this just wasn't an interesting place. It's, like, like it seems feasible, but, like, but okay, so, so it's not an interesting place. That means it might be real, but, like, because you can make anything into an interesting place when you make the situation up, right? Sure. I, well, so, I think with the show, what's real... Is that, you know, there's obviously people with struggling bars out there. There's no surprise there, right? Restaurant and bar business is like a really hard business to be in. So I, I have no doubt that there are, you know, multiple bars that are struggling. And Chris is stripping down in my living room right now. <laughs> <laughs> I took my sweatshirt off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was very distracting in my rant. <laughs> now I just don't know how to take you seriously. But anyways, you know, I don't know why Maybe you also you got to tell Chris to shave his beard so he yeah, can take yeah. him you seriously. You shave that flipping beard. There was also a lot of F-bombs in this episode that were bleeped out, which was interesting. John Taffer pulls no punches when, oh it, comes from, they're not when it comes to cursing. No, there are always... Yeah. <laughs> John Taffer has some colorful language. Oh, yeah. I would love to meet that guy. I just want to have a conversation with that dude. You have problems, man. Why? I feel like you want to be him someday. I don't want to be John Taffer because he seems like a dick. But, like, <laughs> it'd be kind of fun to, to talk to him. He's been talking John Taffer up for, like, the last however many I minutes. Mean, and he's just like, you know, that guy is kind of not so great. <laughs> I mean, it, I think he would just be entertained to talk to, you know? Fair, I guess. <laughs> anyways, I don't know where I was going with that tangent. But anyways, probably not that big of a deal. What's not that big of a deal? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you just decided to end <laughs> your thing on. with saying that? And moving on. Okay. What are we moving on to? Well, so the show ends, and they're like, yeah, bar's a big success. Everything's great. Oh, yeah, that was my why rant. Would, lack of drama. Why didn't the bikers come and, like, bomb the bar or something? I feel like bikers, you kick them out of their bar. They're not just like, okay. Like, I feel like bikers, you know, do things to sort of, you know, show you can't mess with them but i guess it's i guess i don't like know mob, right? how bikers yeah. work i'm surprised there was no wheelies out front <laughs> that would be pretty good too yeah. yeah so i kind of view biker gangs like like the mob right like i think that like the mob kind of similarly takes over restaurants like that i'm, I'm basing most of this on goodfellas i don't, I like I don't know that really, much about the mob you have a really off perception of biker bars no like biker gangs but like biker gangs like like so okay there, there are a wide range of biker gangs. Right. I mean, there's the, like Hell's Angels, and then the, there's, you know, the vast majority of them. The ones that are on... Then, then there's us. Right. <laughs> then there's our, you know, shitty sure. bicycle biker The gang. Seattles. The Seattles, the yeah. Seattles. <laughs> the ones on the extreme range, I could see kind of taking over a bar and, like, them... Like, the owner's not doing anything because they're scared of them. Like, the really extreme ones. Like, sure. I think that's definitely within the realm of possibility. Yeah, fair. Fair. You know? So you're saying the Staten Islands are that? The Staten Islands. Are, are that? I need level? to look that up, I think man. the Staten Islands maybe are on the same level as the Seattles in terms of how uh, <laughs> intimidating they are. So maybe they, maybe they are just really easy to be like, get out of the bar. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to be at a wine bar. They want to be at a dive bar. 
they, they, can still, they can still send a message to the wine bar to be like, hey, you kicked us out of our dive bar. Yeah, well, we don't know. They just didn't show on That's the That's a show. really specific message to send to the community. It's like, hey, if, you're, if you have a bar that we like, you change the concept of it, we're going to be angry at you. <laughs> like, it's a really specific threat. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. The show was not good. I don't, I don't know what else to say about the show. Yeah. I agree. This is also a really poor episode. It wasn't good. Yeah. This is definitely the worst of the episodes I've seen. I mean, I've only seen one other one, and it was better. Yeah. So I'm curious about, you said season one, they do a lot more bar, like, science. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, not drama then? No, there was actually more drama. Okay. So there was more drama. So there's more drama, more there's more so, bar like, the, science. The aspects of the show I like, or what I find interesting, is when they actually, like, explain... You know, different things about it, like, oh, you should have cups this size or, like, whatever, right? And you're like, oh, I never thought about that, but I guess that sort of makes sense. Um, and so they had a lot of that. And you're like, okay, you know, bar stools at whatever, 48 inches are the best height for a certain, you know, sort of vibe. And you're like, okay, cool. But then there would also be, like, all this crazy stuff. Like, there was this one bar. Uh, it was, like, two brothers. It was, like, a sports bar. And then randomly, this is also why I think a lot of the show is staged, it was just a gay strip club. <laughs> it was like, what? What? Yeah, no, it's just sports bar. All of a sudden, it's just full-on male nudity so strip club. So, John Taffer turned it into a gay strip club? No, no, no. It, it, so, <laughs> that's what it was previous. Ladies like, oh. this is crazy. You are driving all of your customers away. You have to stop doing this immediately. Except for the and gay And basically, strippers. the owners were like strippers. So, they're just like, they brought the stripping <laughs> into the bar thing. It was crazy. Like, yeah, we wanted to own a sports bar, but we're also strippers. And so, like, they're just like, all right. Here's your, like, you know, rum and coke, and just take their shirt off and start stripping. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, like, you know, that shows crazy shit happened. Like, this is out of hand. I want to see the episode where John Tafford turns the bar. He starts I mean, swearing at the owners, be like, this is what I'm doing to your bar. They're like, what? what? <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's done the analysis of the neighborhood, and he's like, hey, you're in a gay neighborhood. Yeah. Here's how we're going to make you successful. Gay strip club. <laughs> or, or bear bar. Yeah, bear bar. Yeah, turn into a bear bar. Yeah, Yeah, this episode was just you know, like a dab of bar science and like a dab of drama. Yeah, and that was the end. Like Like, really, like happened. There have definitely been more radical changes. Like I was watching one one time where these they're like these guys who just graduated from college were wearing like this hookah bar, and uh, you know it's just because they're it's just because they really liked hookah. They're just really big on hookah. It's like I want to own a hookah bar, which like it's like a lifestyle business. Kind of makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Then he comes in, he's like. Fuck hookah! No one uses hookah. This this place can be a club, and he turns into a club. <laughs> These guys have no idea how to run a club, like at all. Oh man, that was actually a pretty interesting episode. That was a pretty good yeah, one I, for sure. It was season one, I think, or, or something. I don't know. We, yeah. we could post it or something. Uh, we did watch a clip of a <laughs> raccoon in the bar. Yeah, we did. Which seemed real staged. Yeah, like literally, there was like all these people in the bar, and then they were like. They were like, shoot to this flash of like a raccoon, and there was no one in the bar. And then they'd like, go back to all the people. Then they flushed the raccoon, and there was no one. Yeah. And there's people like, 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 hey, so what they, was that? They'd people looking shocked at something, like, oh, what's that? Yeah. yeah. But they didn't say what it was. So, like, how do you. So, how do they have that conversation with the owners of the bar? It's like, hey, we're going to do this episode of the show. Here's the stipulation we have to make it look like there's a raccoon in your bar, because, <laughs> or else it's not going to be interesting. No, it's like. They just show up, and then the next day, the producer's like, 
what if there was a raccoon in the bar? Yeah. Let's, is, just flim, let's just well, flim. Again, I feel like they're like, how can we add some more drama and like ridiculousness to this and like you know push it over the top? Somebody's like, well, you know, there's a raccoons out here. We can just grab one of those and throw it in the bar. So you're mad? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. So you don't think that Wayne went and obtained that raccoon from like? From like animal control, you think the producers are chasing around raccoons outside of the bar? I like to imagine that, but realistically, you know, they probably went to like animal control and like got a raccoon that was. This was a rabies. trained raccoon. I don't know if it was trained, but I guarantee it didn't have rabies. I mean, I bet they have trained raccoons in like L.A. Probably, I'm probably, I'm sure in LA. LA. Yeah, this is what I think of the bar. I bet there was something about there being a raccoon in the bar, right. not. When John Taffer was there. So they, they didn't were like, have it on film. People had stories of like, yeah, I know. One time they're like, there's this raccoon problem in the bar. But they don't have it on film, like you said. So they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stage the filming of the raccoon in the bar, even though it's a true story that like they didn't come up with. <laughs> they're going to recreate it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I feel probable. like they should have had the recreate it, you know, banner this on is that This is a reenactment. This is a reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> no raccoons were harmed in the filming of this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Right. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, that is one of the best intros though, because they they later go on to use that in the intro, right? Yeah. So th- that leads to one of the one of the great quotes from John Taff, <laughs> which they then use in the intro for the vi- like for the show, where he just goes, "There's a raccoon in your bar." He's like, <laughs> like that. It's like, and I so just angry, bugging out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I it, feel like he's justifying being angry at a bar owner for that. Is is that your best impression? Yeah, you can try if you want. There's a raccoon in your bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> why did Ted Taffer get an accent? Also? I don't know. It was good. I had to do it. That was a good one. That was a good one. Does anyone else want to give it a shot? Rob, James, go ahead. There's, there's a lot, of, a lot of pressure. You know, I haven't really practiced. All right, my James, raccoon. just, just, just coming cold. Just give it up. There's a raccoon in your bar. That's that pretty good. That's a good one. All right, I'll, I'll try it. Even okay. though I know I'm not going to do a good job. There's a raccoon in your bar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was there was a hint of like Asian accent on that. A little, a little bit. <laughs> Brian, Brian, you want to give us one here? Oh, I guess I got us. The real did. There's a raccoon in your bar. <laughs> <laughs> I love there, everyone's there was, interpretation. There was an accent there. That I can't really pinpoint. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Let's, let's go. I, with think, some drinking I think Harrison probably had the best one because he's clearly practiced this one many times. I've been, before. I've been, I've been saying this for a while. This I is think. what he does in the shower in yeah. the morning. Yeah, <laughs> like, I actually, yeah, <laughs> like there's a raccoon in your bar. Like, some people listen to music and sing like when they're in the shower. I just play the intro to Bar Rescue <laughs> on repeat yeah. and just. Do you have like an auto tune version, of like a YouTube video that's on loop? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you just have like a waterproof TV in there. You're just like you're just watching it. Hey man, that would be great. That's, that's so, just good thinking. That's so creepy. The only thing you watch when you're showering <laughs> is John Taffer. Oh no, <laughs> just bar rescue on loop. Yeah. <laughs> just the intro video though. I mean those eyes. You can't. <laughs> oh, no. I mean you definitely want a TV in the shower. That's a pretty good thing to have. I feel like I'd spend too much time in the shower if I had a TV in my shower. Because I want to like watch a whole episode. <laughs> oh, there, stuff. That, that could go in a dangerous direction yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like is that what you do with the TV? In I'm the just, shower? I'm just saying. You know, I spend too much time in the shower if I had TV in my shower. We we got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like it's obtainable. You just get yeah. a waterproof case for your iPad. Just send the shower. No, no, I want you know in wall TV. Well, they you put know. it in the wall. Yeah. I just want to watch some CNN in the morning while you know get my news while I'm showering. You know? Yeah, I'm sure that's what you want to do with the TV in the shower. <laughs> what are you implying, Chris? Oh, you know what I'm implying. I have no idea, actually. 
All right. <laughs> let's go. You got to stop weekend. Let's move to this drinking game <laughs> segment. So before we get to the drinking rules, uh, <laughs> I did a little bit of research about is flaming shots legal or not. I didn't find anything super definitive. Okay. But it sounds like there's no laws against it, but bar owners tell their employees all the time, don't do this. It's illegal. Because they just... It's a bad idea to do it in a bar in general. And so they just tell them it's illegal. But it's, it's also, not actually illegal. It's also like a huge liability, oh, too. Yeah. Because like if you let your patrons take flaming shots, they're going to light their face on fire. Yeah, like, well, the, the thing I found talked about, yeah, no, that, that totally happens at bars. Yeah. And they get sued. And you, so that's why don't do it, even though it's not technically wait, illegal. Wait, what shots are you doing while it's still on fire? Have you not seen YouTube yeah. with all the flaming shots of fails? Just, just Google flaming shot fail. Yeah. yeah, or something. Well, those are idiots. No, it's it's pretty good. There's I mean, yeah, a lot oh of them. There's some that are real dumb, but there's a lot that are just you know people trying to do a flaming shot. There's that and it just it turns into a disaster immediately. There's like that one where like the shots are already on fire, and the guy's trying to like pour this bottle of 151 on it and took like the flame arrestor off, and it just turns into a flame thrown into this girl's <laughs> yeah, face. It's horrible. Yeah. It's also great when the one guy takes the flaming shot and like immediately regrets it, spits it out, and just spits a flame out and lights his friends on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Endless hours of entertainment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's worth a while. I think we might have to post some of these on the Facebook page. Oh, absolutely. No. All right, and now let's oh, get the drink. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot. Brian, do you have an update on this bar? Oh, so I do have an update on this bar. This is probably the best thing about this. Go on Yelp and search for the new, the old ratings versus the new ratings. So Yeah, what was the old... So apparently, this old place used to be like a music venue. Yeah, right, so they, they said that in the beginning of the episode. They yeah. have like hot bands come in. And they also don't mention anything about the bikers. Which <laughs> if, they, if the bikers Staged. were real, somebody's going to mention so it. It looks like, I'm looking at your screen here, it looks pretty decent. Yeah, it's got like four and a half stars. And then, So there's how many reviews, Brian? Uh, well, it was a hot bar at some point in time. I think it was like seven. Yeah, it looks like seven. So uh, there were seven reviews. Well, what year, what bunch, year are those ratings yeah. from? Hmm? Can we see what year the reviews are from? Also, can, uh, they're from we, like 2012, 2011. Also, can we oh, filter by also. lowest rating? See what like the worst review is. The well, like what's the, I, the so worst one looks like a three star. The worst, huh? So what what does the worst one say? Like what's that short? Worst uh, used to be a cool say? place to play if you were in a band and go watch your friends play. Owners changed, I think, but haven't been back in quite a while. For live music and weekends is worth a look since there aren't many places to go for that. Okay, it doesn't even seem like that bad of a review. Also. Yeah, I, so I just did like a quick like cursory internet search for the Staten Islands biker gang, and I couldn't find any info. Yep. I also don't know if biker gangs have websites. I don't think they do. They probably have like a wiki or something, right? I mean, they might have a Twitter. Right. There was like no info at all about this biker gang I could find. I feel like the bikers themselves don't have a website, but there might be information about it on the internet from other sources. <laughs> I mean, if it's not on the internet, it doesn't exist. That's true. All right, and you got the uh, new Yelp ratings, Brian? Uh, yeah, so there's actually a few. So a good one is this, uh, like, talk about what a beautiful transformation. Comfortable, modern decor. I don't drink much booze, but I noticed the bar was well-stocked with premium brands. The wines I selected were held at perfect temperature and fairly priced. I didn't try their food yet, but I have a few simple selections that pair well with the wine. That, w- that was written by John Taffer. <laughs> no, so that was I a four-star review yeah, back, back from the beginning. Yeah. It's written by Stu. And here's the other thing that I noticed <laughs> about the reviews on here. Like, back in the beginning of, like, October, a little before that, they were pretty good. And then they slowly went downhill as time went on. And oh, here's no. a review posted from today. Oh, oh yes. A live update. Which, which, take with a grain of salt, because this episode just came out, so now you might get some people Th- There's actually more shit. episodes after... Oh, wait, no? 
No, yeah. no it's aired the, October 21st or something. Yeah. It aired yeah. recently. So so take recent rains to the grain of salt, because I think that people like to go and fuck with these rains after the show's been sure. out for a little bit. They could, yeah. No one greeted us as we walked in, and the first thing the owner asked us was, you guys saw the show? He wouldn't stop talking about it. It was very awkward. <laughs> the sliders were hockey pucks. You could smell the burnt ends with congealed cheese on top. Menu said that there were before we received three. We were given paper plates and no utensils. The owner told us after we ordered that he needs to run a credit card to hold the order to prevent theft. He said John Taver told him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great excuse yeah. for anything. I don't, John Taffer told me to do it. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. It's very clear that no one cares in the place. We couldn't wait to leave and finish our night at Liberty Tavern. The vodka bacon pizza was the silver lining. That was delicious. But clearly that wasn't enough to give it like two stars. Yeah. So how many how many reviews are we looking at now for this place? Is there uh, there's like or? eight. Eight. Okay. And kind of mixed, or is it like all the recent ones are negative? Uh, definitely the most recent ones are negative, um, and they've gone a down downward trend. Well, this that's is after shame. the show aired. Though. Yeah. No, no, no. Like that's the only one that's like from like. Uh, no, did they, did the October. episode air today? No, it aired it, in like October. It aired a few weeks ago, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it right. Well, because you're you're gonna get different clientele in that place right now. Yeah. It, right. Oh, it's October nineteenth. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that people just like to go on Yelp and talk shit, like, about bar rescue places. I don't know who does that, but I assume some people do. I mean, we could probably assume that they're not running the bar all that well. That's well, right. because they were, like, like a rock dive bar, and now they're a wine bar. Yeah, the, sure. the, weird, the weird thing is that, like, the day before, they have, like, a couple of reviews that are, like, bad, where it's just, like, one just says good food, three stars. There was, like, good wine, worst service I've ever had. <laughs> One star. Stew. Damn it, Stew. <laughs> uh, well, Stew was serving the food, right? Yeah, I guess he was running the kitchen now. Yeah. And not really cooking, if, just if like... I don't, yeah, it was person. like running the kitchen, you mean just taking the food from the kitchen? He's kind of like a waiter. Oh, well, He's yeah. the guy who, like, says... I need I need another order of uh, flatbread. Yeah, I need he a, was you like... Know. And so he's like the person who tells the cooks what to make next and then make sure that it gets served out properly. Yeah, he's like the expediter, I think, in the kitchen. That was a heave. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's go into uh, drinking rules. Uh, anytime John Taver's eyes are bugging out, you got to take a drink. How about every time you see like a health code violation, uh, take a drink? Totally agree on that one. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, so, so mine is anytime John Taffer starts throwing stuff around the bar, <laughs> just just anything, glass bottles, you know, food, ice, you know, uh, kitchen equipment, anything, just, just go kitchen ahead and throw it. Yeah, I mean, you know, spoilers. <laughs> he threw a lot of things in this episode. He, he throws a lot of things. He's Carrots an angry were dude. Thrown. He's also just making, like, the cleanup situation worse. He's just throwing glass bottles around and stuff. He's like... Oh well, my god! At least he waits for them to clear the bar before he starts throwing glass bottles. <laughs> is this one empty? No, is this one empty? <laughs> yeah, he was throwing bottles that he was like, "Is this?" That he said was trying to make a point they were empty, but then he picked right. one up that clearly was not empty, and then just like threw it as if it was empty anyway. It yep. was really bizarre. I mean, he's got to be throwing things. I mean, he he was just in the zone. <laughs> he was definitely in a zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he uh, he had a tool academy moment where he just heaved that beer. Yeah. <laughs> He did heave a beer. Yeah. All right, Robbie got one. Um, what about does it make sense to have one where it's like where you see people ordering a drink, you take a drink because you're at a bar and stuff. Drink any time someone takes a drink in the show. I feel like if <laughs> someone takes a drink, I feel. I might feel be like too you much. want to play the bonus game. You should oh, drink every time everyone else is drinking. Oh God. 
I like that. I like that role. I do have another one, but I I feel like Brian. What do you got? So I have one based on like whatever mixed drink that they're going to introduce to the bar. Oh, do you want to try to make that drink? No, I. So I thought about that, but like, good idea. They're usually terrible. First off, second off, like it's usually like, oh, you have to get like this random liquor that like nobody's going to have in their place. Screw that. So just do a shot instead. No, so you you drink like one drink of beer for every liquid based thing in there. And one shot of liquor for every non non liquor or non liquid in there, because there's usually what? like smoke in there. Oh, so or if it's smoke, then you have to do like an ounce of your favorite shot. Yeah, or like, a, like or it makes you put in a parasol. That's also one. Okay. Why don't you do like cherries? Every for every alcoholic drink, you take a sip of beer. For every non alcoholic, yeah. you take a, like a shot. That's dangerous. Uh, yeah. There's only like one an episode. No, no, no. No, there, but like, there it could are be like multiple strawberry, lime, whatever. All right. Well, bonus episode. Hard <laughs> mode. <laughs> Hard mode. Yeah. So, so my other one was going to be every time a customer steals or doesn't pay for a drink, you also have to drink. <laughs> so that's a pretty good one. So you drink every time John Taffert orders them to close the bar. <laughs> yeah. I like I, that. I feel like anytime people get frustrated, which will happen later in the episodes more than the, the beginning episodes. How, how about... How about chug? As long as somebody's telling like like a, like a heart heartwarming, heartfelt sort of backstory, something like that. I, I've even got a good one. <laughs> my my father's my father's bar. I'm just trying to yeah. <laughs> like mostly when I was thinking drinking rules, it was like very stew specific drinking rules. Yeah, I was like that's you can't really you know that's, I'm sure stew is not in every episode of the show. So. Well, no, no. I mean he's he's the actor they bring to every he's every, every, every bar. Actor. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> every episode always in this. Every episode, <laughs> I want you to shave that beard and come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. That's great. That's great. I feel like there could also be a community one where if you're watching with friends, every time someone just yells out, this shit is staged, you have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that happens. Do uh, we know if there's any of these bars that have been on the show that are in the, the greater Seattle area? Because I would love to go to one of these bars and interview like the owners just about the bar rescue experience. I, they might have signed like an NDA or something, but that would have been some great I, I research to do before not, the episode. Because the guy <laughs> walked into yeah. this bar and was like, oh, you must have seen us on the show. John Taffer. Yeah. Am I right? Jay Taff, yeah. 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 He told me to get your credit cards. So you don't steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this classy establishment. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and chain the cups Perceived down. value. <laughs> the chains add weight. <laughs> Wait, are they yeah, just saying uh, they're opening a tab for these people? Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, there are none from Washington. God damn it. Yeah. They're, what, they're, uh, they're any, probably, any where's the closest we'll one? To? It's a lot of East Coast stuff, right? Yeah, there's a lot of East Coast stuff. Um, yeah. We can go to Palm Beach, Florida. We can head to Pennsylvania bars. Palm Beach, Florida is literally the farthest one from us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my bad. Okay. <laughs> well, we can go to Philly and hit up... Uh, Downey's Philadelphia Irish pub. is definitely not the closest bar. It can't be. Can we get some? Oh, you're talking about like thousand miles away. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're you're talking about like close to here right now. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're close to what? <laughs> well, no, I was like, well, we, we all like a lot of us live on the East Coast. None of us live on the East Coast. None of us live there. <laughs> we all live here. <laughs> some of us may have grown up there. That's yeah. true. That's true. But, but I mean, you know, to be fair, you know, so, so we're gonna have to go to California to do that. Okay. Whereabouts? Southern? Go San Fran? Tustin? 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, if there's one in Tustin. What about the bar that was on Bully Beatdown? I feel like that bar could be on the show. (laughs) I don't think that was a real bar, man. Yeah, because all all these things are staged. See, what about this? We recently went out for dinner at a bar, and the service wasn't that great. Do we need to try to get that bar onto Bar Rescue? I like that idea a lot. Oh, my God. That is very true. I mean, that place is bumming. There are a lot of people in that bar. Well, it was like a sports bar. I'm not, I'm not trying to blast these people right. on a podcast. We, but, yeah. we were at a sports bar during uh, College Football Saturday. Yeah. And got some really odd and slow service, in my opinion. Well, it took us three hours to eat dinner <laughs> in this bar. Which was pub food, mostly. Yeah, pub food. It was like, we ordered things like chicken wings <laughs> and grilled cheese, and it took like three hours. It wasn't quite three hours, but it was a real long time. It was, yeah. I mean, it was about as long as Interstellar. <laughs> well, no. Interstellar is three hours. Yeah, yeah. So, That's true. The, 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 the real thing was they brought out... It took a long time for the food to come out. And then they brought out 80% of the food. And then clearly had forgotten to put in all the orders. And didn't do... Well, let's do a rush order because we're behind. They just put it into the queue from scratch to get the rest of the food out. That was the real thing that they messed up. Yeah. And just general awkwardness of service. Just, I guess we should have gone John Taffert on them. Oh, <laughs> right. man. Dude... What if we pretended that we were John Taffer and said that we were there to rescue their bar and order them to shut down their yes. bar? Shut down this bar. Get Dude. everyone out now. We were going to have a conversation. Get your employees and meet me in 10 minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I want this bar empty. Dude, I feel like we could just pick up a couple cameras and start doing that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. Can't even. This is Bar Rescue. We're here to rescue your bar. <laughs> rescue your bar. You have to bring a raccoon. Yeah. Like, There's a raccoon in your bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, oh my seems, god! Seems I, really great. Like, I really like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh man. maybe we'll do that as some bonus content <laughs> for Facebook. It's true. Do you think that so the bar that we were at, there was like this sticker on the ceiling that was showing like exposed brick? Do you think that that was perceived value? I think that was the opposite of perceived <laughs> value, actually. So, is this show worse than Real Housewives of New Jersey? Ugh. I mean, I'm going to say no. <laughs> like it's it's definitely better than Real Housewives of New Jersey. I, uh, so here's my quick take on it. The first uh, ever episode of this, you know, was real interesting. I'm like, oh, what is this crazy show? You know, I heard about it from some friends. I'm like, oh, this is real, real exciting, real interesting. And then you get about two, three episodes in, and you're like, uh, it's kind of just the same thing over and over again. And then after seeing this episode, I'm just like, this show has just gone off the deep end and gone terrible. So, so it's... But oh, compare this know. to Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, God. That was... But that show... I don't know if that show was just bad because I didn't have any context on it because we watched the random episode in the middle of a season. Oh, I don't know. Ugh. I'm going to go with no. This show is real staged yeah. and is real formulaic. Yeah. Uh, but it does have more learning in it than Real Housewives of New Jersey. There's, a couple There's some, some, some sort of bar science sure. attempt to go through. I would definitely like more bar science. I feel like if the show is done by like like an FYI network or like a, <laughs> like a Discovery Channel, um, this might be a little bit more yeah, educational. The, this was our first Spike. See, Spike TV, yeah. Spike TV. Was, uh, no, Bully Beatdown was MTV. Yeah, that was MTV. We, we've done a real smattering, I feel. We've hit most of the major most networks. Of the network too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Spike TV is kind of a weird channel. It's like it's like TV for dudes. This is all dude TV. Uh, it's kind of weird. I, I mean, it's <laughs> okay when you say it like that. I mean, I mean, like, all I dudes guess, all the time, time, always in your face. <laughs> I mean, like I guess it's kind of the contrast to like to like your lifetime or oxygens of the world. But sure. 
all yeah. girls all the time. I yeah. mean, to be fair, that sounds like most dudes would probably be interested in that channel. <laughs> there, there are channels like that, James. You can watch him. You can watch him in the shower if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm already watching the news in the shower. Now I need two TVs. Yeah, I mean, picture in picture. Oh, multitasking. There you go. You can also watch naked news in the shower. No, no, nobody wants any of that. But uh, so to answer your question, no one wants it. <laughs> no one wants what? Naked news? That'd be terrible. What do you mean? Nobody it's, wants. I don't want take, news from naked people. Why? Why would I want that? What Some do you people mean? want it. You just you just said you wanted to watch CNN and you wanted to watch All Girls All the Time at no, the same time. I don't want those two things. I just kind of want to wake up and have the CNN on to get my news in the morning. Yeah, well, you just have hot girls that get naked. I don't need that the in the morning thing. when I'm trying to just take a shower. I don't know what you're doing in the shower, apparently. Well, I don't have a TV in my shower, <laughs> so I don't know what you're doing. So what do you do? Just iPod? What do you, what do you go with I there? don't do anything in the shower. You're implying all these things happen in the shower. I'm you're the one saying you want a TV in your shower. To watch the news. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why. The you, naked news. The naked no. news. That's, <laughs> what what wants naked. that's such a weird kind. Is that a thing? No, that's yeah. a thing, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, no, that's terrible. All right, Rob. Is this show worse than New Real Housewives in New Jersey? No. Like... I thought the show was entertaining, but like what James is saying, like, I haven't seen many episodes of the show. I think it'll get old real fast. Like I don't think this is a show you commit to. Like what oh, I'm going to watch like a season of this show. Like I think after three, you're probably like, okay, I never need to watch that show ever again. But I thought it was, you know, I had a lot of fun watching John Taffer's eyes bug out and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely the kind of thing where you know maybe if it's on, you'll just flip it on. But I wouldn't really go out of my way to just watch an entire season of this thing. I mean. Like, if you've never seen the show, I'd watch an episode. Yeah, I mean, if you've never seen it, an episode or two is fine. Sure. I do think you it gets real old. Yeah, like... I mean, I, I've seen two episodes, and I already think it's old. I mean, like, 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 I've definitely, in random conversations, dropped some of the bar science knowledge I've learned from Bar Rescue. I mean, there's there's this one, there's this one piece in, in one of the episodes that's like, hey, you know... You have to buy like the like you know seven fifty ml like liquor bottles instead of like the handles because uh, with with handles the bartenders can't pour accurately accurately so there's over pouring and you waste liquor whereas with like the regular seven fifties like they can pour it more accurately like that's kind of a cool like that's why bars have that even though it's more economical to buy like in terms of like dollars per ounce with the with the big it, ones it's right it's probably more economical to buy like uh, like a huge barrel. <laughs> and just have them pour it out of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they just you know have a little spout with the nitrogen yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Brian, what, what are you gonna go here? No way. It's not worse than the Real Housewives of New York, or New, Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, also New York. There's a billion <laughs> of those shows. What do I care? I'm probably only gonna watch like one more episode, and that's the one with the raccoon in your bar quote. But after that, I'm like, whatever. I, I certainly wouldn't watch that now. After we've seen that clip. But you didn't hear him say the line. I want to see if John Taffer has to deal with the raccoon like coming back in. If John Taffer wrestles a raccoon in that episode, I'm fucking in. It would be great. <laughs> John Taffer's going to be like, the one thing I told you you had to do was no raccoon in the bar. <laughs> I got the raccoon to leave. It's like, I didn't want him in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So good. All right. So next week, we're going to watch Hillbilly Blood. Brian, you want to give us the uh, the studio description on this one? Sure. In Cold Mountain, North Carolina, the land is beautiful and the living is tough. In a remote region full of bizarre superstitions, colorful characters, 
and deep-rooted tradition, folks live off the land just like their parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents before them, carrying on the custom of getting by with little and making do with less. When it comes to living the hard-scrabble Appalachian life, there's nothing better than Eugene Runkus, who's got hillbilly ingenuity running through his veins. Eugene Runkus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and his mountain brother, Spencer Two Dogs Balljack, who has unlocked the secret. <laughs> Wait. Eugene Runkus and Spencer Balljack? <laughs> yeah. These got to be made-up oh, names. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I they've just been living here forever. I don't think forever. those are mother-given names. Balljack? I don't think anybody gave those names. <laughs> I think they've earned that name, really. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it next week. That's an earned name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spencer Two Dogs Balljack, who has unlocked the secrets to backwood survival. Watch this. Hill, watch Hillbilly Blood to get an inside look at the lives of these mountain men. Thank so this you. is, this you, is kind of like Doomsday Preppers plus Dark Dynasty. <laughs> Right. Uh, I don't know that it's so much doomsday preppers as it's just, you know, people living out in the woods doing stuff and surviving. Yeah, that's kind of what doomsday preppers no, is. Not really. They're like, they're prepping and well, they're preparing. That's they a have part of doomsday lives. preppers. That was, like there's, that was, there's that their the day-to-day guy, life. Yeah. There's also their like contingency plans for like what they're right. going to do. But these guys are not like planning ahead. They're, they're just, just no they're contingency just, like, plans. How are we going to cook dinner tonight? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> right. So I actually have... A drinking rule ahead of time for this that, you know, maybe we should follow. Uh-oh. <laughs> so here's the rule. Uh, it's slight spoiler, but not that big. Um, every time they engineer something out of a propane tank, go <laughs> ahead and take a drink. <laughs> That's a solid rule. Yeah. That's a good rule, yeah. All right. Uh, so I think that's the end. Question mark. Question, Question mark? mark? I'm Ron dramatic Burgundy. pause. Did you, you didn't say dramatic pause. That was so definitely a dramatic know. pause. A dramatic pause. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I guess. Does anyone have any plugs? Rob, you have any plugs? You can find me on Twitter at, at Rob Kitts. Harrison? You can follow me on Twitter at Harrison Hoffman. James? Uh, I'm on Twitter at KaneJ3. Brian? Uh, at MonkeySuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Twitter at the Chris Lorenz. And you can find us on Facebook.com slash WhoPutThisOn. You can follow us on Twitter at WhoPutThisOn. See you guys next week.